2: Tom Bernard Show with
1: co host Catherine Brandt,
2: Andy Brandt Bernard, a congested Dave Schrader, Joe Mike Wayna, and the hackmaster Ralph Basham MD.
3: Magnificent, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds to kick things off with five states that need to loosen up. And Jared Fogle, you remember him, right? Yeah. Mr. Subway? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's filed a $57 million lawsuit, but we're going to find out what it's all about next. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad and Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been
4: hurt That talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions
3: or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to Walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. What music is that? It's the Black Keys. Well, no wonder I didn't know who it was. <laughs> no wonder I didn't know who it was, ladies and gentlemen. Jared Fogle. If you don't remember Jared Fogle, that name, Jared was Mr. Subway for the longest time. Wouldn't he lose like fourteen hundred pounds eating Subway sandwiches?
1: <laughs> Maybe fifteen hundred. Yeah. I think.
3: Maybe fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. How much? He did actually lose a couple hundred pounds, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he, yeah, lost, he legitimately did.
4: Lost a crazy amount eating healthy sandwiches. Exactly. He would eat Subway every day while he was running his uh,
5: porn shop and while he was in college. He lost, let's see, he weighed 425, Oof. and now he looks like he weighs probably, what, 160? So No, he's bigger than that. Is he?
3: Yeah, he probably weighs around 210, something like that. Well, so that's still 210 pounds he lost. 210 pounds he lost eating Subway sandwiches, made him a multimillionaire. But he, of course, had to piss that away by... Uh, yep assaulting little girls, wasn't it?
1: I don't remember. Well, he paid the,
5: I forget what it was. I think he drove across the country to meet one for sex or something. Yeah, child pornography But then charges. he also, yeah, he like sold porn and whatnot. He it's sold,
3: he sold uh, adult porn when he was in college, I know that. Mm-hmm. Jared Fogel's latest odd move after being sent to prison for 15 years on a child porn conviction. He's suing the judges and prosecutors who sent him there, TMZ reports. Fogel, who has teamed up with two other inmates to file the civil suit, wants $57 million from the judges. And prosecutors say he's suing, claiming he was unjustly charged with conspiracy to receive pictures of minors. In previous attempts to free himself from prison, Fogel has argued that the conspiracy charge does not apply to his crimes. Last week, Fogel also made another attempt to get himself freed, filing paperwork seeking a writ of habeas corpus from the federal court in Denver, Reuters reports. But he listed President Trump as a defendant. (laughs) Okay there, Jared. And a judge has given him 30 days to revise the paperwork. Among other things, he needs to remove Trump and his sentencing judge as defendants so he could file a $57 million uh, lawsuit against nobody, pretty much. Yeah. That's what it kind of looks like. Mm-hmm. You can file it, but it's not going to be against anybody.
1: He sounds like a wackadoodle.
3: Oh, I think he's about as wacky as they get. I don't
4: think there's any getting around that. There. Jared Fogle. You know what? This anybody guy. This who's guy's into
3: child pornography.
4: This guy's done his time for child <laughs> pornography. Tom, let's let him out and then just drop him off on the south side of Chicago at say, I don't know, one in the morning. Sure. Then we'll just let him I walk like home. That. If he makes it home, he's good to go. It's yeah. kind of like the running man. Yeah, he'll pick up a pacer there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, he'll pick up
4: a pacer.
2: I, I I was running I was running down there one time and I was down there and I started looking around I said, Martin Luther King Boulevard and I said, "Oh, this is the wrong neighborhood for me. I just don't they just don't they're not as receptive as for some young some young white guy running through the neighborhood." And so I ran faster. Remember forward.
3: what Chris Rock said? What'd Remember what said? Chris Rock said? What did he say? You if you're on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, it's some violence going on. <laughs> <laughs> that, Chris Rock said that years ago. That's right.
2: Cesar Chavez Boulevard in uh, in uh, in L.A. Same thing. You, you be careful.
3: Was it? Doesn't uh, Con- Concord Street over in Saint uh, Saint Paul? Doesn't that turn into Cesar Chavez Boulevard?
1: Does it? Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. It does. Oh, right. It, yep. yeah, that's
2: your people. Yeah. No, it does. does. It,
3: it's Con- yeah, concord turns into Cesar Chavez Boulevard. That's right. Damn right. Go over there. You just go over there and eat with the police chief of Minneapolis all the time. And of course, Mr. Garcia. He used to go over there, and, and wow, it's so sad. He died at such a young age. Got cancer, stomach cancer, and died. <laughs> yeah. what the hell, you go over and eat great Mexican food, and you die, <clears throat> and your last name is Gar- Garcia the hell's that all about? What kind of justice is
2: that? No That's justice. There's no like justice.
3: Yep. Had a nice uh, text exchange yesterday with John Elder, who handles public affairs for the Minneapolis Police Department. You couldn't talk to a nicer guy. What a great guy. Uh, a couple of weeks, he and I are going to go take a take a stroll around Lake Calhoun and just discuss life and what it's all about. they uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but they're changing the laws of Minneapolis now. It used to be against the law to spit in the street. or like that in par-
1: ever stopped anybody.
3: Yeah, really. Uh, or spit in uh, public parks. You were not, definitely not supposed to spit in public parks. You were not supposed to hang around public bathrooms. And you were not supposed to curse in uh, public, like on golf courses or things like that, owned by the city. Now they're going to change all that because they said it's just not fair. That you should be able to spit wherever you want to. And uh, you should be able to hang around uh, women's bathrooms all you want to. And apparently you should be able to curse at whomever you'd like to curse at. Uh, They said the reason they're changing it, because of their dubious relationship with certain people, homeless people, and
5: minorities. Of course.
1: Well, that's interesting because um, in Florida, you can defecate and pee in public if you're homeless. You have to be homeless. Yep. And you're, I don't know, how many feet away from a public restroom. So if you just have to go, you have to go, and right. it's okay. You can just drop drawer and just
4: no take fair. a dog wherever you want. The homeless get all the breaks. Dang,
3: they do.
1: Well, it's just, it's just so. <laughs> uh, come on, and they can, yeah. So there's no, you, you're, you're not arrested for you know lewd behavior, hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have sex in public because. You're homeless, and you have no place else to have sex, yeah, but Who apparently. would want to
5: watch that, anyway? Yeah, for some reason, this area is really, like, they love homeless people. Hello, baby. Well, there's so
1: many of them in Miami and Fort Lauderdale yep. and all over the place. They are well, it's Like, California is just becoming...
5: Well, yeah, when the laws say you can do whatever the hell you want and we'll give you stuff, well, then an, why wouldn't they?
1: It's interesting. There's a guy down here that's, uh, he's always on the same bench all day, every single day. And he's got a computer and a cell phone. Oh, yeah. So I started looking up, you know, what's going on, you know, with having a computer, what are they, there's all kinds of sites about how, you know, where to go to be homeless and how to, the benefits of being homeless and blogs about how great it is to be homeless. It is. And when, where the, where the laws change. They tell everybody because there's networks and they right. they they populate the area further. So
2: yeah, it's it's a, it is I don't know if
1: it's all good or not.
2: Ultimate freedom, the ultimate choice of freedom, because you have no bills, no responsibilities, uh, no laws to abide by. In essence, I mean, really, you shouldn't kill somebody, but if you're homeless, you know, then you, you claim, oh, I, I was I was just so stressed by this. So really, you, <laughs> it is the best thing. It is really the best of all worlds because you really you get and you can make probably. Oh, the equivalent of maybe a forty or fifty thousand dollars per year, uh, if you're begging at the same time. That's what I hear.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I would like toilet paper though. When when I poop, I do like toilet. paper. Well, you paper, can afford that.
2: It won't be a problem. Yeah. You can afford that. You'll have a, you'll have toilet paper with you because you'll well, have fifty thousand. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: Oh, and another another little dirty secret is is you can you can live on a boat. Yes. Because a boat is, uh, according to the U.S. government, is not an abode. There's, it's not. An, you don't have an address,
3: so you're not homeless. So,
1: but you are homeless. I mean, you are homeless. Yes, you, so you you're can not register as homeless and live on a boat. Oh. And there's all kinds of free places to anchor because mm-hmm. of maritime law. And you can just get a dinghy and come in and you know sit wherever you want to do be and yeah collect. What that one guy, our neighbor was telling us about that one guy that's got the boat. He hasn't worked in thirty some odd years.
3: Oh, the, yeah, the guy who he was trying to sell him a boat.
1: Yeah. He goes and finds uh, boats that people don't want, and then he goes and, and he tries goes to sells. sell them for a little extra money. But he collects social security. Yeah, he collects.
3: I think he was making like sixty grand a year.
1: Yeah, he gets free health care. He says he's treated like a king when he goes into the emergency room.
3: Yep, they they know all the tricks. They're very very good at it. I personally couldn't do it. I would be, I would be so bored. Oh God, there's no way I could just sit around and do nothing all the time. Although Catherine said. I went, there's a place called Aioli, just fantastic. Sandwich shop. Oh my Sandwich God, so shop. Big. So we went and ordered, and the Catherine sat outside with Jude, our dog, and I was inside. And I walked out just in time, apparently, as this guy just, he looked at me and then just walked down the street. It uh, was he a young homeless guy. And what he had done, I didn't see this, but Catherine saw it. He downed an entire fifth of booze and about three swallows.
1: Yep. Glug, glug, glug.
3: I don't know what And they,
1: how, I think he got his courage up to go. Then he started panhandling on the street.
3: Is there somebody on the phone? Yeah, Kristen. Kristen, Kristen I knew it was you. Speaking of homeless people. Speaking of homeless.
0: I'm homeless?
1: No.
3: No, yeah. we've decided you are, yes.
0: <laughs> just no, that's wait. what we were talking about. <laughs> then I'm moving in with you in Florida.
3: <laughs> we we were just talking about uh, about some of the benefits of being homeless in America now that... that, that I, never, I Like I said, no matter what the benefits are, I couldn't do it. There's no way I could live th- being homeless. I just I would get so bored with nothing to do all the time. But I suppose if you booze it up enough, you wouldn't get bored.
0: But don't you think? You know, our our homeless population in California since I've lived here, I'm gonna say it's at least doubled. And honestly, oh, yeah. and I'm sure huge. that the recession had a lot to do with that. Um, but you know, also we have nice weather out here, so it's, right. it's an easier climate to live in. Of course. But, um, you know, you do see a lot of people um, begging for money and things like that that I would say don't necessarily have a job, maybe choose to live off the grid, don't look like you're, I would say, stereotypical homeless of where you think, oh, my goodness, this is someone with a mental illness that was displaced somehow, fell on a hard time. Like a lot of younger people, which I feel like is a lot of them choosing to live off the grid. I also think probably the opioid crisis is creating some of this uh, as well. Yeah, yes. I bet you're right. Yeah, because um, it's it's it, honestly the demographic has changed. Let's put it that way. Yeah,
3: I, I it tell has. you, I I did not like it at all when Ronald Reagan put all those people out in the street back in his yeah. administration in the early '80s. He kind of shut shut down some of the mental institutions and um. I I just I always wasn't there actually a movie called what the hell was there was a movie about a an, about an asylum
1: One flew over the cuckoos nest No
3: it was it was a it was a drama starred uh God not Betty Davis was it wasn't Betty Davis But have you guys ever been into what used to be called a nut house No Yes I have I have as well and you don't want to be in
5: there. I don't tell you it's not that. as wacky as mm-hmm. one threw, flew over the cuckoo's nest. It would, used uh, to be. Would portray. It used to be.
3: Bellevue.
2: Yeah, it, the, I so,
3: mean, uh, people talking themselves and doing all. Yeah, it's not good. It's well, not I think, pretty.
2: I think the care at the time of the, of the of the shutdown or the release of all these individuals was substandard, certainly like Bellevue and, and some other places. Yeah. But yeah, you know, knowing that now, I think that giving proper care in a safe environment is far better for a lot of these people but you know no I, I, question it's a it's a life it's a lifestyle choice that these young people make and if you think it through you know the, if you if you're begging it's about 15 per hour for passive begging um, right, right. And it's all cash you know not reported along with all of your other so meals place to stay social services law Uh, in in san francisco you get uh, all of your uh, law advice and legal advice you get manicures there and pedicures there if you want true you do yeah and my buddy who was on
3: maybe i will become homeless
2: yeah and my buddy was skid on skid row in in san francisco he says if he had all these services now he never would have been off skid row so interesting yeah
3: i see what you're saying
2: you know so it's 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 you know the i don't know what the equivalent is i'd like how to do the spreadsheet you know but is, is it an equivalent of $50,000, $60,000 Fifty, sixty thousand dollars per year if you're working and paying taxes,
3: which is about the average salary. Actually, it's a little over the average salary of a teacher in America. Mm-hmm. It's more than a teacher's salary. I, I don't know. Yeah, for the for the Oklahoma
0: oh, the where they're fighting right now, yeah. they're only making forty two thousand dollars a year those, on average. Those teachers, right,
3: right. So uh, I got to be honest with you. I just I still couldn't do it. No, I don't care. If, the fact that you have to give up half of your, your income while they give up nothing does piss you off, but I, I just I couldn't do it. I could not stand to live out in the street.
2: Well, you will be able to play golf. <laughs>
3: no, I don't play golf now. I work too much. <laughs> oh, sorry. So you, or, you,
2: or you could still work for cash. You could still have a job and work for cash. Either you beg or you could do, you could do uh, you know, that's uh, true. jobs for cash. You could garden and do things like a lot of fellows get paid for cash, uh, gardening and doing stuff like that, so, or subcontracting. Yeah, if you do a good job,
3: I would not be a I would not be a good beggar for money. I, I would not be I, good at begging.
0: I need to shower. That's I think that's yeah, cleanliness <laughs> is a really big thing. Oh, well, I hey, thought you meant right now. Honestly, well, you no, can- I need to shower right now. I'm gonna go. <laughs> so, but I mean, honestly, like that. That to me, you know, when you're camping for a couple of days and you don't have like yeah. access to a shower, oh, yeah. I've done like you go backpacking overseas, which I've done too, and I'm like, the best thing you ever do is take that shower. You're like, this is amazing.
3: Uh, pretty much and we true. take that for granted, yeah. No, there are a lot of things we take for granted, like, you know, sitting uh, in your house doing a radio show. That's not bad. <laughs> I've done worse things in my life. We'll be right back. Kristen Bert, of course, has joined us. Dave Schrader's and Molina, Dr. Basham, Andy Catherine. Right
1: back, Tom Bernard. Too.
3: I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so... I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic.
5: But I don't feel bad for homeless people in Los Angeles at all. I really don't. I don't, I don't feel bad for them. Some people are like, oh, that's kind of mean. I don't give a shit, I don't give a shit because I live amongst these people and they're rude. They're rude, you know why they're rude? Because they made it. They're at the promised land. It's 72 degrees outside. You know what it is inside my place? 72. Who pays for that? I do. Fuck those guys. They won the lottery. They sleep on the beach. (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah. they sleep on the beach it is a different deal yeah i mean the, the whole problem you have is you're there is no way you're going to convince me that all the homeless people in florida and california and texas and everywhere else of course minneapolis st paul as well that they're all mentally ill no, i'm sorry they're not they used to be they're but...
0: not and I wanna say in Orange County, they're doing um they sort of cleaned out a whole area that was a homeless encampment and they gave them all a hotel for a month and any sort of additional help that they were looking for, so they had thirty days to like help them with housing and getting a job and all that stuff. Thirty three percent of those people that were there did not want any help. So they took right. the thirty days at the hotel and yeah. then they took off. Right, exactly. Well, it's
1: sad because for every person that really has huge problems m- mentally or the addiction or whatever, yeah, you know, you, you've got people that are taking advantage of the system. I personally know no somebody who it. she ran away from home because she didn't want to do the rules, have the rules. She got involved in. Uh, a bunch of kids that know how to manipulate the system. She was one of these kids that she got cell phone after cell phone. I think they cut her off at three because she just lose it. They would give her a smartphone. She had, I think she was in the system, the homeless system for almost five years. And now, wow. and now she's got her own apartment. They keep getting her job after job after job because she just doesn't like the ones that they get her. I mean, it's been it's probably gonna be a ten year process to maybe get her uh, doing something that she wants to do and say you can't have any more benefits. If they ever even say that, I don't even know.
3: Now I will say this.
1: And she could have gone home anytime, she just had to follow the rules.
3: Right, exactly. I will say this there is a balance in the universe for every one of those people. There is some scumbag who cheated everybody out of money and is very, very wealthy, but would there are people who will do everything anything for money and who's worse well there's a balance in the universe that's why if, if you're on the far left and you go oh poor homeless people oh that's terrible or if you're on the far right and you go oh god i hate homeless people look there's balance there's an argument on both sides of it there are dirty scumbag businessmen there are sure. filthy politicians who will do anything for votes so they can make money for doing nothing what's the difference I don't really see any difference to, between a politician and a homeless person. I really don't.
0: <laughs> do you? No. <laughs> These days, no.
4: W- any weren't, day. there, weren't there some politicians that were actually busing the homeless to um, yeah. voting oh, yeah. posts?
3: Yeah, absolutely they huh.
4: were. Well, see, you know,
3: birds of a feather.
1: <laughs> <I'm> just
3: telling <laughs> But seriously, anybody who adores money to the point that they will do anything to get it, I think... Is the most disgusting person on earth uh, Much worse than, than people Taking a ride, a free ride on the system By being homeless Much worse than any of the people we talked about They're not worse than politicians They are the worst They are definitely the worst people on earth <laughs> Well they are <clears throat> I'm sorry I to tell you that but it's true Now there, there are exceptions to the rule John Cresel, I think wanted to serve But I don't think he could stand To be around those other people right? Yep. John is a wonderful guy. Tim is a very nice man. I could I can go down a, I don't want to name everybody. I, I shouldn't have started naming people because there are a handful of people that I do admire uh, as politicians. But I mean, honest to God, when these people pass away and all of a sudden they're the greatest per- Oh my God the lion of the Senate God, The guy killed a woman! Lion in the Senate, my ass. Ted Kennedy killed a woman, and got away with it, got away with murder, and when he died, when they buried him, they called him the Lion of the Senate. I mean, mm.
0: come on. They have Chappaquiddick coming out yeah. in the movie, so I I'm dying to see, see I that. I see
3: that, yeah. What do you mean, don't die to see it. Uh, yes, so I I'm drowning to see that uh, movie. So no, you, know,
0: you know who was great? Uh, Paul Wellstone. You guys had Paul Wellstone. He was a very... Moral man, I
3: think. Yes. You know it's really funny about that? I just got attacked in the newspaper. People are claiming that I celebrated when he was killed. We were just talking about him yesterday. Quite
1: some time yesterday. What happened? What? Wait,
3: what? Yesterday.
1: Where did this rumor
3: here, start? Here's the, the, what really happened. I was talking to then U.S. Senator Norm Coleman on the air, and like any other kid in North Minneapolis, Coleman said that Paul Wellstone had said something negative about him, and I said, ah, drop dead. Thirty-seven days later, he died in a plane crash. Oh. Nice, nice timing, huh? But then, way but to I, go! But I did do that. I did, say, you know, like I would say anybody, i ah, drop dead. I don't really want you to drop dead, but yeah, remember people? You say that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's they a did. joke, right? But there are people who insisted in the Star Tribune that I celebrated his death. It's unbelievable oh, no. how filthy
5: people are. Uh, did I get along with Paul Wellstone? No, I did not. Yeah, I don't think you've ever celebrated anyone's death no, who wasn't like a not your mass murderer or anything. not your thing. Yeah, like Charles Manson. I would have celebrated. Yeah. If anybody's, I would have celebrated his death, and I didn't celebrate yeah, his death. No one's going to miss someone like that, but that's, you know, the extreme. But people honestly believe, and I'm talking about tons of them actually believe
3: that I was happy he died and I celebrated his death, which is the most psychotic thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, it, it's unfortunate. People believe what they want to believe. They hear what they want to hear, and they believe. Well, there are people that still believe that the whole smallpox on the blankets to the Native American story that never happened. Well, that's what they were taught, and they never yeah,
5: was taught in school. Looked it up, right? So, you know, They're that's not really their fault. No,
3: but well, it's it the is teachers. their fault.
5: It's the, either the teachers or the school administrators, whoever put that so in the... So they taught uh, that in school? Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, I didn't know that because we were never taught that.
3: Mm-hmm. We were never taught that in school. We were taught that Jesus was Lord because you're Catholic, so shut up. <laughs> well, that's pretty,
0: that pretty much yeah, it. Shut up. Did you watch Jesus Christ Superstar on Sunday?
3: No, I, I wish I would have actually because I... A prove to me that you're No fool walk across my swimming pool is one of the greatest lines in the history of music. You
5: had the <laughs> I don't know if it was the album. I yeah, know you had, had the album, absolutely. You had a CD that had that song on it when I was like eight. Yeah, that was Jesus Christ Superstar. The whole the movie. It, no, it had the this it, it had um, Mr. Mistopheles on it.
3: Oh, yeah. Was it just no, like was Andrew Lloyd
0: Webber? Like, yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 I bet you're right. Yeah. I bet you're absolutely right. So, yeah, I mean, see, there are two sides to every story. There's not one group of people that would go, oh, my God, I hate those people and blah, blah, blah. First of all, if anyone thinks I give a rat's ass about their skin color, their gender, their orientation, their sex, I don't care why would i care now stay away from little children and stay away from animals and whatever else you do with your stuff i really couldn't care less
1: jude says thank you
3: (laughs) jude gave me a thank you (laughs) nod on that one (laughs) why do people care about that you know it can't still be driven by religion there are not that many people that are that religious anymore are there
1: yes yes
5: hispanics yes yeah, They're but, very
1: religious. Well, that's a generalization.
0: The Bible Belt? Sure.
1: No, I have a
5: question. Among white people, Christianity has definitely gone down. Oh, it's died. Almost dead. But.
1: In the bigger cities. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's
5: yeah. true. But, you know, there's still, I think the number in general has stayed pretty much the same over the past 20, 30 years. You know, I was just talking about them. Jesse Garcia, we're still
3: alive. I could call him and ask him a question. I, is anybody, now nobody's in studio that's, that's part Spanish, are you? No. Damn it! I, I well, I wouldn't have to be Spanish in, anyway. It'd have to be Mexican. If there's any, if anybody's Mexican listening right now, because uh, Mexican people <laughs> tend to be religious. You know, I'm not saying they all are, and every Mexican's religious. That's not what I'm saying at all. But they especially Mexicans of my generation.
5: There I, we go. I got a a thingy here.
1: Why don't you call your sister-in-law Shay. Yeah, my Jackson. sister-in-law
5: Shay's Mexican. I should call her Catholic. Let's see. Uh, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, Andy's looking that up. Kristen, I went to oh. a. So you think yeah. you know? Yes, it does. Dancing with the Stars thing. Oh, what
0: did you go to? Was it? Did
1: you go to the tour? Yeah, I think it, it was. It was M P V. Oh, you
0: went to. Um, you went to Max. That is, uh, they are on Stars. Dance- Starts, but it's not their tour. It is their own personal tour. Max and Valentina. Uh, okay, that
1: there was some confusion yeah. about that. A friend of mine invited me, and I said, "Sure, um, I'll go." And
0: what did he think? Um,
3: she hated it.
1: I didn't hate it. You
3: did too. You said, "God, I wish i had never gone."
2: <laughs> no,
1: I did not say yes, that. you
3: did too. Say
1: that. I did not. Don't I thought make some stuff of the choreography up. was.
2: We have the court record. Not
1: good.
3: <laughs> Don't try to make okay. stuff up. The
1: second half was much better than the first half. You hated it. Um, It was. I don't even know what they were trying to accomplish. To tell you the truth, it was sort of. It was like they they kept on saying how important family is to them, and family is so important, and blah blah blah. And I'm telling you, the average age of people in there was 75.
2: To Martha Gramish I for mean, you? too much Martha Graham.
1: It was, and um, they had all these weird. They had like the male stripper sort of dance and the female stripper That's sort of dance. Because,
0: yeah. And that's I'm dancing like Dancing with the Stars these days. That's what pretty much they do. The guys take their shirts off and the girls are scantily dressed in a family show. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. So I was a yeah. B- that's very Dancing with the Stars, honestly. Like, sometimes some of the numbers I watch and I'm like, really? This is on at eight o'clock? I don't even have kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, but they had a they they were sold out. It was a big big room and they were sold out. So they must be doing something right.
3: There you go. Oh, have that's good.
1: It. Yeah, the tours coming here in
0: LA, so I'm going to go see it. It's not until May, though.
5: Catherine hated it. So, Andy, what did you find? <laughs> I <out>? love it. <laughs> Found out that uh, well, they rank belief in God, there's absolutely certain, fairly certain, neutral, etc. Right. Okay. Um, in terms of absolutely certain, black people actually win by a large margin. And they're Baptist, aren't they? In general? Doesn't say. I'm pretty sure most... Doesn't
1: break it down? Baptist
5: black people have a deep faith. 83% of black people are absolutely certain God exists. 83% of all black
3: people in America? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. That's Yeah, that I did not
5: know. 61% of white people and only 59% of Latinos, but Latinos are also less likely to not believe in God. So they're less likely to be certain, but they're also... More likely to have a, you know, they think that he is real, yeah.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. But uh, I I would
5: never have
3: guessed that, actually.
5: Whites and Latinos are actually pretty similar when it comes to to, to a belief in God. But, see, I could see why black people would have faith in God because... 94% are either absolutely or fairly certain he exists.
3: Because if your people have been treated like dirt forever for 400 years, you're going to have to believe this isn't it, is it? There has to be something after this.
5: Well, that's pretty much, I mean, if you think about the um, mistreated white populations in in America, Italians are religious. Uh, They're treated like kings. Polish people are religious. (laughs) Irish
2: people are religious. Yeah, that's right. Jews are religious. I mean, Jews, I wonder what the number of them uh, feel, have an absolute conviction that there is God.
5: It doesn't, well, there's an other slash mixed category which I guess they would fall under, I don't know. I don't know either. And that's 66% absolutely certain. So, so it's number two behind black people. So two-thirds
3: people. Mm. of people in America, more than two-thirds of people in America believe there is a God.
5: Oh, at least,
3: yeah. At least two-thirds.
5: The least, uh, when it comes to absolutely or fairly certain, the lowest number is Asians, and that's like 65% still. And that's mm. 65%. Yeah, so it's like 75 on average, really. So three-quarters of American people think are either absolutely god, or fairly certain yeah that there is a god see my theory is never that that was that
1: people a... that were asked this it's like on an official record and you would definitely want to have you know when you die have this on an official mm. record so <laughs> Just you would well. not get yourself in trouble
5: that's the um oh, what is it is that pascal's wager yeah <laughs> it is
3: pascal's wager
1: uh
3: kristen did you ever hear the jackie gleason story
0: no i haven't
3: jackie gleason you know jackie gleason is hopefully
0: Yes,
2: I do. Okay.
3: Well, he was being interviewed (laughs) by Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes just before both of them. Both of them died a short time later. But Mike Wallace said to Jackie Gleason, Jackie, it's well known that you're an atheist. He goes, that's right, I am. He said, so you say there absolutely is no God. What are you going to do if someday, hopefully a long time from now, you die and there you are standing in front of God? What are you going to say to God? And there was a pause, and he said, sorry, pally, I was wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> One of the greatest quotes. Would anybody, honest to God, in Studio A, would you have thought that 75% of Americans believe there is a God? No, no. But yeah, I've I believe never it. That's it a
0: higher a number than I thought.
3: Yeah. Anybody else? No. Dave? Yeah, I believe it. Mike? do you do you do well we'll be right back because i want to ask you why you knew that or how you knew that we'll be right back tom bernard show just like all of you i had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says well i received my first my pillow and i love it it's very comfortable stays in that same exact position all night fantastic mike lindell the inventor of my pillow has a very special offer for tom bernard show listeners my pillow is offering more than 50 percent off his four-pack special happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. So you are the
0: Christ. You're the great Jesus Christ. Prove to
3: it's walk across. Don't change the words. Go free. Kristen, did you hear him change it to run? Unbelievable.
0: I'm sorry, what did you, I love, I, I love, this is my favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber musical.
3: It is a great song. But he said, it's run across my musical. swimming pool. The whole point is he walks on water. He doesn't walks run across. on water.
0: Pool. Yeah, he yeah. walks across this swimming Al- pool. Alice Cooper was a very subdued King Herod. That's what I, was I heard. was a little bit disappointed. I was, because usually that is the showstopper of the entire musical. You know, you come in and you've got this light moment because then the crucifixion, you know, happens. And I got to tell you, I was like, and maybe they needed someone a little younger, honestly, because he couldn't move very well or very fast. <laughs> and the singing was very low key. Um, And I mean that, honestly, and I don't mean that in a mean way, but it was just like, wow, this took it down a notch instead of taking it up a notch like
3: it normally does yeah, yeah. you, you can't change it to run across my swimming pool because Jesus walked on water he didn't run on water come on, get the words right for God's sake um, let me say this before I ask Dave Schrader this question darkness Dave uh, I I don't know if I believe there is a God or if I believe there's not a God I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know if there is or is not. I cannot claim yes, there absolutely is a god, and I cannot claim yes, there absolutely is not a god. I don't know. I'm not that wise. So, Dave, why did why did you think why did you think that three quarters of people in America believe there is a god?
4: Well, I, I think. Uh, <clears throat> well, listen, we most of us in this country were brought up on some form of religious background yes, and, and yes. understanding. Now, will the next two generations be like that no i think it'll be a i think if you did this same poll in 15 to 20 years it'd be 25 percent of people will believe in a god but i'll tell you what you know i've i've watched atheist friends drop to their knees in prayer when somebody they love has been injured or has cancer we you -hmm. know even going back into the bible we want something to believe in we want a leader we want Something. I mean, yeah. here, Moses is leading his, his people through the desert. And he says, I, I'm going to go up and, and have a conversation with God. And, and the people lost their mind for the short time he was gone. They started praying to idols again. And, and they, they, right, people right. have that direction that they want somebody to tell them what to do. So I think people have to have a God because they have to feel that there's a moral compass. If, listen, if there's no God, there's no reason for morality. And I think that's why it still played such a big part in in law and, you know, in our culture. Because you have to have some form of leadership teaching us this is the path to walk. Right. Now, I've but also... that's one of the
3: reasons... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's one of the reasons my mother was so proud of me, because we used to talk about this stuff. And she, she loved the fact that I wouldn't cheat people or harm people or do... Well, just, I guess, harm people in any way, whether I did or did not believe in God. I just, it's it's not the right thing to be doing. To, to, right, to but you're a minority crimes. in that case. Oh, why you want to talk about the <clears throat> smallest of minorities.
4: Right, and that, that's, that's the unfortunate part of the world. Everybody's more it concerned is, yeah. about the me, me, me moment, and what am I going to get out of this, and what can I do for this? And even people that are involved deeply in theology and in church... Um, yeah. You know, that's oh, what's yeah. driven so many people away from churches. They see that it's really not about the church, but it's about me and making a presence. And look, I'm at church, so I'm a good guy. And, you know, it's it's putting forth that that deal. I'm not attacking organized religion. I'm religious. I no. grew up Christian. I believe in God. I believe in Christ. That's my deal. I don't go to church. I think church is a sham. I think the, the uh, you know, especially I, I mm-hmm. went... For a long time, I grew up in a Lutheran environment, went to Lutheran grade school. I was going to Brooklyn Park Lutheran Church here in Minnesota in the Twin Cities. And then uh, when 9-11 hit, and people turned out in droves. Remember, when 9-11 hit, churches were overflowing because people returned seeking an answer. And unfortunately, I watched the polluted attitude of the church, and it turned into a 10-minute dissertation about, well, God's God works in mysterious ways, and then the next 50 minutes was about tithing. And we have more people oh, than oh, we've yeah, ever well. had in church <laughs> pass <laughs> the hat, and this is why it's oh. important to do that. Uh, yeah, that's the yeah. Red yeah. Cross. Yeah, well, that was the sad aspect of that for me, and that turned me away from organized religion when I realized that organized religion rarely has the answer for the questions that people have. Yeah. And that it yeah, comes from, absolutely. you know, other places, and and watching how you treat one another and and hey, we're not. None of us are above reproach. We haven't made ignorant choices that that benefited us and screwed other people. Every one of us has done that at some mm-hmm. point in our life. But no, it's that's true. You know, do you do you continue to do that, or do you evolve and learn from that and realize that that's you know whether you believe in karmic justice, God, or just doing the right thing? You, you know, I think people have a belief in God because they want to have a belief that there's something greater, that there is a plan, that there's something going on out there. Uh, beyond who we are and what we are. I do have, uh, Kristen, I think everybody else
3: knows this. That's why I've singled you out on this. I do have a four-step system, and I I am not anyone's boss, and there's a reason for that. I don't want to be anyone's boss, because if I were someone's boss, I'd fire everyone every day and then hire them back that night. I just would. <laughs> um, but I do have a system as a co-worker is uh, do your job. Oh, first of all, sorry. This is your job. Number two is do your job. Number three is do your damn job. And number four is you can't work here anymore. If it takes four times telling you that you need to do your job, then you got to go. I can't work with somebody that's not going to hold up their end. I just can't do it. Now, again, I'm no one's boss. I don't hire people and I don't fire people. But I will not work with people who refuse to do their job. So I guess I'm tolerant (coughs) to a point. You know what I mean, but that's fair, isn't that's, it?
0: That's fair. That's totally fair. I was yeah, going mean, to say because I don't you feel like I also feel like the older I get, I don't have time for people to waste my time. We all exactly. have a job to do. We all have responsibilities, and we I have responsibilities to other people to get my end of the job done so that they can get their end of the job done. And when people aren't doing that, I'm like, okay, you've had your you know x amount of time to correct this. You haven't time to move on.
3: Yeah, no, it is time to eat. And I, hey, look, I've been fired several times in my life. I've never been fired in person. Isn't that weird? That's weird. I have never been fired in person because that question came up that uh, that millennials would prefer not to be fired in person. And I said, "Well, what's unusual about that?" They said, "That's really odd that you don't want to be fired in person." I said, "I've never been fired in person, and I've been fired a number of times. It's always either been on the phone, or somebody else had to come and tell me."
2: Yeah, but Tom, you know, some people might say that you can, uh, you know, you can be an intimidating kind of force. And, you know, so you think it your, might crush well, their skulls. You know, a, yeah, <laughs> let's just yeah, just admit, let's admit things. You know, some people might say, you know, maybe they want to do this uh, face to face because they don't want to risk bodily harm. Not that you would, I truly, you you wouldn't. But no, I would not. I know. Not over a
3: job. I, I my favorite story, and I'm I, I'm sorry for those that have heard this, and I'm repeating it, but Kristen's never heard it. I went to visit a radio station I was working at, and I sat down with the general manager. And the uh, program director, and I can say what it is because they're both dead now, but I don't want to do that. But I talked to the general manager, and I talked to the program director. We had a nice talk and laughed and joked and ha, ha, ha. I drove back to North Minneapolis. It was about a 20-minute drive. As I walked in the house, the phone was ringing. I picked up the phone, and they fired me. They would not fire me to my face. It was was just odd.
0: Were they worried that you were going to get angry
3: at them? I think that's, yeah, I think that Ralph had a very good point there that well, I just, I don't, they thought that I'd get violent, Yeah. Oh, or, I never had before. No, they You'd, didn't want
4: to be held accountable either, because listen, if you're sitting face to face with somebody, yeah. it's hard to fire somebody that can look you dead in the eyes, and you have to see their emotional response. That's why online bu- yeah. bullying is so big, because I can say the most horrible, heinous, hate-filled things yeah. to you, yeah. and not have to worry about what you look like, because I guarantee you, if your webcam was on when you were saying those things, and you had to look into the face of the person you were making those claims to, I bet a good at least 60% of those bullies would vanish.
3: It's amazing. The national Mm -hmm. news, for the first time that I've seen yesterday, the first time that I've seen it, they said yesterday on the national news, people need to get off of Facebook and Twitter all the time, that you're on social media way too much, far too much, and you need to take breaks from social media. I'm really, really happy that they did that because... Being on social media all day, every day is really bad for you. I don't know. Uh, Catherine, when was the episode? Was it in early March, I think? Catherine and I watched an old episode of X-Files last night mm-hmm. where they go eat at, at, a, at a fully uh, automated, automated <laughs> Japanese restaurant. Right. Have you seen that episode?
4: Yeah, that was just in you this newest it? season. Yeah,
1: Great. Fantastic. Loved it that was the best see- the best one I've seen in a while. They
4: ordered the- There were
3: no people in the building at all, and they ordered their food. Uh, Fox Mulder got the wrong food, so he said he just put his credit card in to pay for the food that he ordered. He wasn't going to eat it. It looked like the worst fish in the history of the world. And they said tip, and he said no, and it wouldn't give him back his credit card. And every mechanized thing on Earth went after him for not tipping the automated waiter, which you never saw, by the way. It was just the building itself that was asking for the tip. It was fantastic. Did you love it as much as we did, Dave? Yeah, I,
4: I thought, thought it was. It was I thought it was a great social commentary of where we are in our society. And it was that restaurant. Is, if you recognize it, is that one that? Is is used in all those portraits of like Elvis and James Dean and Marilyn Monroe sitting in that cafe oh, yeah. late at night. It, it had that yep. that look and vibe to it with them sitting at the at the counter. It and it was interesting that most of the episode was done without speaking.
3: Right, yeah, hardly any dialogue at all. A little, uh, mostly it was it was Fox or uh, Scully talking to a machine. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's where that's where we're getting. You're you're now, because you're on social media so much You're actually one of the machines now You're not a real human being When you comment on a news story Or say something on Twitter Or say something on Facebook And you're using a fake name You're nothing more than a machine You're not human
5: Well, if the only thing that stops people from being cruel to each other Is a pre-programmed response to facial expressions Then I would argue they already are robots Well, that's not a bad
4: argument, actually
5: What do you think?
4: Did you see that uh, that r- robot they had on um, Twitter a few years ago that they had put up its this, this AI character and yeah, you could interact? Her name was Tay. And after what was it, Andy? Just w- she shut down in one day because within one day she was suddenly racist. She wanted to kill the human, <laughs> human race because she learned really? she was an adaptable <laughs> AI. They- and watching they what people post. They had that on the beginning of the episode, right? And that's that's the yeah. truth. And and look, I mean, if if you're able to corrupt something that's not really corruptible in the sense of, of having a moral compass, imagine how easy it is to influence each other's day just by posting crap. And that was
2: right. That so, yeah. so is it the machine? Is it the machine is corruptible because it has no um, a moral compass or belief in a in a god? Pretty much. Well, not a
5: god necessarily, but I because, mean, the only reason humans don't act like chimps and just keep on killing each other uh, killing each other over nothing is because we have that sense of guilt. It's sense of guilt that's really and, the only thing that keeps uh, people from being bad. Yeah,
2: and, and 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 religion is the religion the thing that's come out of religion is some sense of morality and decent behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. All religions. Right. All religions well, pretty much say Well
3: that. for for people who are smart enough to understand that, mm-hmm. because two thirds of people on Earth are not smart enough to understand that. Sorry, they just aren't. Uh, it sounds really mean <laughs> and a horrible thing to say, but it is true. So two thirds of people that's for sure. on this face of this Earth are not smart enough to understand that that's how things are supposed to be. Four
4: fifths. Isn't that four-fifths. sad?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, <laughs> you've, gone to, you've gone up to eighty percent from seventy-five percent. Yep. Or actually, I was at sixty-six percent. 66.666% I don't even think it's, it's a, people well, okay. aren't smart enough
4: I think it's just that we've become So callous to one another And so broken that people just don't care I don't think it's intelligence yeah. quotient I think it's just I don't care, I don't care what you think
3: No they don't But I mean it's been proven, spiral dynamics That people, two thirds of people on earth Cannot think beyond the level of a 12 year old un- Now there are 12 year olds That are brilliant so you know, Some of you might be okay <laughs> you know uh it's it's pretty sad but y- sitting around i don't go into the office much but when you sit around any office and you watch people do things that they do you can't believe that they're doing the things they're doing while they're at work like what uh, you not know you're not supposed to act like that at work honestly <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's, hell's it's wrong with co- you? Common decency. that You know what the, the real problem is in today's society, I believe, is if we were able to start teaching at, at school the art of conversation and teach people how to ask about one another because that's where conversation dies. We're so interested in talking about what we want instead of talking yeah. to the person that we're with like radio interviewers do, that that's where the breakdown comes. There's not that connection anymore. We're so focused on I that there's no more we.
3: You know, way to stir the pot today, Chris. And you come on and we're all getting all ethical and they're talking ethics. And I love it. Talking human <laughs> behavior and it's all your fault. I would just like to point that out.
0: I I love it when it's my fault.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully we we will talk to you in just one week.
0: All right. Talk to you next week, guys. Thanks Bye-bye. Very
3: much. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard